You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lockdown Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis. Yes, I'm recording these all in a row, so if you're listening, uh, this is actually four episodes in a, rec- in a row. Uh, today's show, we're going to continue our mock draft. We left off. We had just finished the Cleveland Indians pick. If you missed that, you want to go back. I gave about ten names that are potential players there and various reasons why. Uh, quick recap. Uh, Marcello Mayer, one. Jack Leiter, two. Three, Jackson Jobe. So I guess I should go back and just say Mayer, Marcello Mayer goes to uh, Pittsburgh. Jack Leiter to the Rangers. Jackson Jobe to the Detroit Tigers. Khalil Watson to the Boston Red Sox. Henry Davis to the Baltimore Orioles. Jordan Lawler. Now I have to remember who has pick six. I just had a, a mind cramp. The sixth pick in this draft belongs to... The Arizona Diamondbacks, Jordan Lawler, seventh pick, Kumar Rocker to the Kansas City Royals, eighth pick, Brady House to Colorado, ninth pick, Los Angeles Angels, get Bubba Chandler, tenth pick, New York Mets, Sam Bachman, eleventh pick, Washington Nationals, Ryan Cusick, uh, right-handed pitcher, I realize I should probably be doing positions with this, twelfth pick, Seattle Mariners get Sal Fralick, outfielder slash second baseman, thirteenth pick, Philadelphia Phillies get Benny Montgomery, outfielder, high school, 14th pick, San Francisco Giants get Matt McLean, shortstop. 15th pick, the Brewers get Colton Hauser, outfielder. 16th pick goes Ty Madden to the Miami Marlins. Aha, I remembered that one. Right-handed pitcher. 17th pick is Cincinnati Reds. They get Robert Ford, the catcher. 18th is the Cardinals taking uh, Joshua Baez. I keep wanting to say Jordan. Joshua Baez, the outfielder. Toronto Blue Jays get Joe Mack, the catcher. New York Yankees get Gunnar Hoagland, the right-handed pitcher. 21st pick is the Chicago Cubs. They get Will Taylor, outfielder. 22nd pick, Chicago White Sox take Tyler Sweeney, right? No, darn it, I did it again. I might have Trey Sweeney. I keep wanting to call him Tyler. Trey Sweeney, uh, shortstop. And Cleveland Indians, Michael McGreevy, uh, starting pitcher, UC Santa Barbara. It's locked on Indians. I'll give a little more detail there. Did sleepers for all those picks. If you missed it... Go back and listen <laughs> if you did want a sleeper for the Indians. Uh, you know, I think I said Peyton Stovall was the guy there. No, you know, I'll say my sleeper, Cody Schreier, the shortstop out of J. Sarah High School. 24th overall pick is the Atlanta Braves, a team that has been pretty conservative uh, ever since the Carter Stewart pick did not uh, work out for them. They're sitting in a situation where Jordan Wicks is still on the board. I think they go with Jordan Wicks. He's safe. He's there. Known commodity. I I just think he is someone to... I'm not as high on, and maybe that's affecting this, but some of those college arms that just have sliding in general, but Wicks still being on the board makes it easy pick for the Braves. If they did decide to go back to the old prep ranks, the who's the most interesting prep hitter left... You know, it, it's eye of the beholder, really, is at this point in the draft. But part of me wants to really make this Gavin Williams, but I feel like they've been a little bit more con, uh, conservative. Um, man, the prep hitting, uh, prep hitters, 
guess maybe Colson Montgomery. A lot of people are high on him, uh, the infielder from Indiana. 25th overall selection belongs to the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics. And part of me wanted to go Gavin Williams here, but I think he's going to end up being my sleeper. Uh, they've been, for the most part, pretty conservative. I know they took Soderstrom a year ago, but I think that was more like, you know, he was a guy who could have gone in the top 10. And I think that they just couldn't believe he was still there. They do like to go up the middle. They do like athletic profiles. You just have to look at recent first-round picks. Austin Beck was a high schooler that they took at sixth. Kyler Murray, I don't think I have to explain. Logan Davidson, they took at the kind of the background here. Soderstrom a year ago. Kevin Merrill at 33 was back in 2017. They did have a, a run of, you know, they, not a run. They took Puck and Jeffries, but before that, like at 20, Richie Martin, 25, Matt Chapman. Yeah, they've gone with kind of up the middle, not kind of, they've gone with up the middle players, bats, college performers, you know, infield, athletic infield types. So who's that athletic infield type? That's why I feel like Trey Sweeney has often been mocked to them kind of in this range uh, amongst the college grouping. And that's the problem too. Like this college grouping, typically we have a few more like infielders that slot up and around here. Like I think I had Lofton, uh, Nick Lofton from, was he Baylor? Uh, mocked to them a year ago uh, in these selection spots. I feel like there's not that great, unless they go a little bit crazy, uh, you know, a Connor Norby or a Tyler Black. I feel like I'm not even hearing those names in this spot. Um, would they consider one of the uh, the big power hitters, someone like uh, Pacheco, maybe? Uh, like I said, it's kind of tricky here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Matt Nelson. I'm gonna go with the catcher, who is one of those guys who's kind of rising a bit. Has the great production. Uh, has looks like he can maybe stick back there. Like Tyler Soderstrom was drafted as a catcher, but I don't even know if they bothered to try him there before moving him to the outfield. You can never have too many catchers. Nelson, high level performer. A's. They do like their high level performers. Twins at 26. So they've been connected to many people. Uh, they've mostly gone with bats, though. So I'm kind of leaning more that way. You know, Ethan Wilson is a guy I've mocked them in the past, but I'm going to go with Isaac Pacheco here. He is maybe the best left-handed power bat uh, in this class. The Twins go for power. They keep going back to, like, power bats. They've taken, you know, um, Keone Kabaki, uh, Alex Kirilov, Trevor Larnock, uh, Brent Rooker, trying to think who they drafted just a year ago. This is top-of-my-head stuff. Uh, they, blanking on last year, but they go for power. That's what they look for in the first round continually. Aaron Sabato, of course. Yeah, another college-performing bat. I think Matt Nelson is there. He's very much in play. Matt Walner, I forgot. Again, college performer. Uh but they've had a mix of high school and college. But the top left-hand power bat, Isaac Pacheco, he is there. Put him on the board. If they did go with a college arm, I feel like Gavin Williams would appeal to them. Padres at 27. I don't know if anyone has a good feel what the Padres will do. Uh, Andrew Painter is still on the board, so I think they'd find out a way to get him signed and get that done. Uh, if they, you know, they're just gonna. I think they're going to kind of sit and wait and see what comes there. Painter is a guy who some had as a top 10 player in this class before it began. 
it's not that he's necessarily taken a hit. I feel like other players have just risen and he has a, you know, a solid profile, but it's not, not mind blowing profile. If that makes sense. Uh, if they were to look more towards the college ranks, I feel like Gavin Williams, again, uh, just the way he's looked in the early, in the, the way he looked in the, the playoffs, the velocity he's got, he's going to be a hot name to follow. Raise at 28. We'll give him Williams. I think, you know, this is kind of, like I said, where he starts to slot in. Uh, he could go a lot higher. I wouldn't be shocked, for instance, like the Indians could be a team where he makes sense. Uh, but I think the car, the Rays will like what they see there and see, hey, if nothing else, it could be another opener type for them. They like uh, they like pitchers like him. They like big velocity guys. They like a lot of the guys the Indians like, let's be honest. So Williams makes sense. If they were going to go from the prep crowd, I feel like you know, you're looking at an up-the-middle prep player. I'm trying to get my lists, sorry, as I click around in the background there. Maybe Lonnie White, the uh, Pennsylvania kid who's, I can't remember which program he's committed to. Uh, Wes Kath is another prep guy. Jay Allen, another really athletic player. Colson Montgomery is still on board. Maybe they would go there. I can't remember. You know, they're not age-averse in my mind. So those are all names that potentially stand out with that selection there. Let's get another one in because technically pick 29 will finish the first round and then we can continue on. Los Angeles Dodgers. They don't really have a rhyme or reason. They'll kind of bounce around. They've taken many different players uh, with the current regime that is in place there in the first round. They have taken prep. They have taken college of late. Since they drafted JT again and failed to sign him, they have gone college, college, college. Uh, they had Jaron Kendall, but before him, they did have Gavin Lux. Before that, Will Smith, Jordan Sheffield. They had tended to lean college. Uh They've had a few, Lux and JT Ginn being the notable high school players. But if you're looking at them, like who is the college player here? Uh, who is the top college player left is pretty much what I'm trying to get to. And I think they'd take Jude Fabian. He is still on the board. He has had high-level production, uh, has that power potential, has good athletic tools. There's a lot of. He started out very slow. He cost himself a lot of money. Uh, age-based models, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Indians took him. He's not going to turn 21 until uh, August. So you're looking at a player who runs well, hits for big power, and is a positive age-based model. And the funny thing about him is he struggled in the early going, clearly was pressing, doesn't have great, like, he wasn't great as a freshman, very little sophomore data, comes out of the gate and stumbles, but he did really well in the SEC. He performed better as the season went on. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to like what he has done. And he's, like I said, he's got good base tools and he had really good production in the SEC and he hit a ton of home runs this year. I think he'll fit with the Dodgers. Sleeper selection, who would they, if they don't go with him, who is like, who is the college arm who's left standing? Who would they consider? Uh, I'm just trying to think top of my head. With Gavin, Will Bednar would probably be the guy, right? The, um, Mississippi State pitcher uh, it makes sense. Could be another. I mean, he's the sleeper to uh, Toronto. Let's. I forgot to include that, so you can go back and throw that in. But yeah, I think he would be my sleeper here as well. He could easily be off the board. It's all very much an eye of the beholder with this draft class. But that finishes the first round. Come back to hear me talk comp picks. I'm talking about sports trade, and what's fun about sports trade is they're not going to just reward you 
for a player who's playing well. It's supply and demand and it's statistical performance. So the extra wrinkle and the extra way you can buy shares and players and profit is finding that player who is not known yet, getting that guy on the cheap, being in on the ground floor of a certain player, finding a Shane Bieber before Shane Bieber becomes Shane Bieber, finding, um, is it Adolis, Adolis Garcia, the Texas first baseman who was kind of off uh, anyone's paying attention or, and before the season began and then rushed out with all those home runs and then knowing when to sell, knowing when to get out. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video and sign up to get started. The more, so you can instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Sign up today at sportstrade.com. Discover the fun and exciting and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. I really think you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the action at sportstrade.com. While we're talking about ways to make money, Wealthfront. Once you've made your money with sports trade, go over to Wealthfront and they're going to take care of it for free. Up to $5,000, there's our caveat, but the first $5,000 that you invest over at Wealthfront.com, they're going to invest for you for free for life, not like for a year, for life. That's right. You invest $5,000, and this is a company that's trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you get that first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com backslash locked on MLB. You get to take advantage of their tax loss harvesting, which can cover their typical annual fee. And that's free. And like I said, you're not getting an annual fee, so that's just bonus for you. To get your first 5,000 man for free, for life, go to Wealthfront.com backslash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com backslash LockedOnMLB to get started today. So we're back. Uh, I'm not going to recap the first 29 picks. Go back and listen. Uh, if you need that information. 30th overall pick, Cincinnati Reds. This is their comp pick for Trevor Bauer. So at this point in time, I kind of want to put Jaden Hill here, but I also think there's a lot of talented players still on the board. It's the thing. This isn't a great year to draft one. It's not a great year. It's definitely not a great year to draft like 14, Uh, but it's a great year to be the Reds, where this is a very deep and interesting class. But I'm going to go with a different way. So I gave them Ford. I'm going to go prep again. I'm going to give them Colson Montgomery, who's a name who's been on a lot of lips of late. Uh, you know, I know some people view him as a potential first rounder. The Reds drafted a 19-year-old outfitter a year ago. They're not age-averse. Montgomery is one of those players where turning 19 in February is a big deal. Like, the Indians will not draft him. Let's just put that up. So, of course, now they will. They've said that. The track record in Indiana also hasn't been great, let's be honest. But again, interesting name, high rising, shortstop now, profiles to third, power potential. Reds took forward. They get another high ceiling guy here. Again, it's just about taking the top player available. You have all of these picks. If we have time, we'll get to a third Reds pick in this one. They pick 35 overall. So, yeah, why not take the two kids there? And I already have an idea who I want to give them at 35. Part of me really wants to give him Jaden Hill, but I'm not going to do it. So 31 is the Marlins. We had him go safe early. You know that a lot of places have him going prep. I went safe. Let's go the other way though. Here, let's go back to the prep ranks and give him Solometto, Anthony Solometto, left-handed pitcher. Uh, He's, I mean, viewed in a lot of places as a top 20 prospect. He's a value here for them. Could could have given him to the Reds. 
I won't lie though, part of me wanted to put uh, Montgomery just because of the knowing the Reds aren't age averse. So Lamedo, I think if I wouldn't pulled up a list, he's probably the last of his tier left available in a lot of places. Uh, it just it's that it's the value of that. They went relatively safe with the previous selection when I was mocking this out with Ty Madden. Now the question becomes, can they afford both of those? And would they take two pitchers in a row? They took, I believe a year ago, did they not take Max Meyer and then come back with the the injured left-hander who I'm blanking on, uh, who from the Oklahoma area, who was the top left-handed pitcher in, uh, at points viewed as the top left-handed pitcher in last year's class. I want to say that is what the Marlins did. Let me... Dax Fulton, right? Is that his name? Yes, I am correct. Then they went with Kyle Nelson, the Ball State kid. Then Zach McCamley, who I liked out of Coastal Carolina. They took all pitchers, Jake Etter, Kyle Hurt. All pitchers a year ago. So, yeah, I feel good. I think Solometto, if he's there, is a solid selection for them. The Detroit Tigers. So they're at 32. I need to get my dual screens back going. This is going to drive me nuts. But we have the Tigers at 32. Who might they take here? Uh, you know, again, knowing their recent history, they went with Dylan Dingler, who was kind of the sliding player. Uh, knowing how they like SEC arms, though, Will Bednar being there, I think, and we mentioned him previously. Uh, I guess I should go back and give sleepers. Solo Meadow would have been the sleeper to the Reds with the 31st selection, my sleeper for the Marlins. Let's go with Jaden Hill. Let's, let's say that they would maybe take the risk there on a guy who could have been a top 10 pick. So for the Tigers, I'm also going to make J- Jaden Hill their sleeper because it's one of those things you could view him as another SEC arm, high ceiling guy. Bednar is a little safer. I mean, Hill just doesn't have the performance. He has not been healthy enough to be able to make an informed decision really on him. Uh, it's, it's all flash and no idea what's there. Brewers at 33. Brewers are a team I sometimes struggle with. Uh, just in terms of how you would project them. I'm going to go with Adrian Del Castillo, the catcher, who played well, just didn't live up to the hype, the hope that he was going to you know, be this uh, on-base machine. He can handle catcher, and he can be semi-productive there. Uh, so I think it's just, again, this is a team that typically goes a little bit safer, and he's a very safe selection uh, right there for them in this draft. Sleeper there is Connor Norby, the uh, not East Carolina. Which Carolina is he? Is he East Carolina? Yeah, he is another East Carolina second baseman. Good uh, performance based numbers for him. Uh, just catcher is so valuable. That's why I ended up going with uh, Adrian De Castilla from Miami instead. I mean, he's a guy who I had going to the Tigers in my way too early mock draft. So hey, maybe they can find some additional value there. Tampa Bay Rays. So they went relatively safe with their earlier selection going with, who did I have, Gavin Williams. A bit of a risk for a college guy. Not the biggest risk, though. Uh, In terms of what they like, you're looking for someone with high athletic ability, high ceiling, high potential. They've had a mix of arms when they've drafted in this area and bats, though they have leaned a little bit more towards arms in general. I think a player that stands out for their athleticism they're a pitcher now, and they could have more growth potential there. Could be even conceivably to some a two-way talent, and that's Spencer Schwellenbach from Nebraska. Shortstop and their closer, he's, you know, there's a thought that maybe he could become a starter, or there's a thought that you could keep him as a reliever and keep him as a shortstop and move him through. There is 
debate. This isn't the typical thing where it's like, he's a shortstop, but he's going to definitely be a pitcher. We're sure he's going to be a pitcher. Fastball slider are fantastic. But there's still a chance that you could maybe see him stick it short. Again, there's he, if you wanted to find a two-way talent in this class, I think it's him. Uh, the stuff is there, though, where if you also want to think that he could play up on the mound, that's fine. Now, he's probably going to more than likely move to second or third, where the bat wouldn't profile quite as well. But he's an interesting player, an interesting talent. I think for a team like Toronto, they would... Toronto... Tampa, they would see what he can do and be more focused on that than anything else. And again, he just strikes me as very much a Tampa type of selection. Let's take a second and talk about Bet Online, one of our most consistent sponsors over the year. BetOnline.ag, it's where you want to go when it comes to anything sports gambling, and not sports gambling either, esports, politics. If you can think about it, they probably have something on it somewhere. Go check out the website for yourself. Remember, that is betonline.ag. The promo code is locked on. That promo code gets you a 5050% bonus on your first deposit. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Who doesn't want to get a 50% bonus when they put some money in the bank? Go check out BetOnline. They have anything you can imagine. Normally, this is where I'd go read the line, but they're not going to have one in advance of the Thursday matchup. So instead, I just want to talk about all the things that they have offered over there at BetOnline. I already talked about the esports. They have online poker, a race book, casino, a live casino, contests. They even have uh, risk-free, fast payouts, bet big, bet early, Bitcoin 101. Go find out about Bitcoin over at betonline.ag. Built Bar. Oh, man. I, I wish I had some Built Bars right now as I'm recording this late into the evening. I love Built Bar. My health food app gives it an A minus. I'm someone who's gluten intolerant and I can eat these and they're good and they're not like so many things that are gluten free or you know, rock like in texture. That is not the case here. It's great tasting. It's great for you. It's free of nut allergies and all these other things. Go check for yourself the exact things allergens it's free for them. I've never gotten anyone to be like, yeah, I went and I bought it and it was bad. Everyone loves it. Our group chat gets so excited when we get our next sample free. They sent us that grasshopper fudge, and I'm like, the only thing I'm mad about with BuiltBar.com is they haven't set up so I can buy those yet. I ate those so quickly. I want more. I want to be able to have that for breakfast every day. Come on, BuiltBar. Let's get it going. Let's get that grasshopper fudge up there. Whenever they do a special, it sells out quick for a reason. People love this product for a reason. BuiltBar.com is fantastic. Go try it for yourself. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get a 15% uh, discount. BuiltBar.com. They're fantastic. Just go buy it already. Why have you not tried it? It's so good. Okay, we are picking up at pick 35. I said, hey, if we get to pick 35, I could talk about the Reds again, as I recall. Make sure that I am correct in my assessment. So what would the Reds do here? I want to throw a name out because if you're trying to, you have all of these picks and you're going to manipulate this draft uh, there's a player in particular that I think makes a ton of sense. And I want to get his name correctly, so I'm trying to dig through my list. And if you really know the draft, you already know. I'm going to say Matt uh, Mikuliski, who is a 22-year-old senior from Fordham. Six-foot-four lefty who touches, what, 98? Sits mid-90s. Uh, senior sign, so he's going to be cheaper to begin with. Uh, Fordham is not the biggest institution. I don't know the last player drafted from Fordham. Uh, I can't even... Okay, here we go. Uh, Pete Harnish was drafted from uh, Fordham. Not known as a baseball program. Matt 
uh, Mikuliski is he's an interesting lefty who, I mean, again, where he is pitching, they don't see left-handers who are throwing 98. So he has put up some silly numbers this year. He's valued close to this area, but he's a senior, so he's going to be cheaper. Uh, he's So the Reds get him at 35 after taking the two prep players. Then that still opens them up to see who they can get uh, by with these savings here in round two and round three to continue just piling on this stockpile that they're building. But I think it makes a lot of sense when you have this many picks early to go get that senior sign with one of those selections. Uh, a sleeper selection here, uh, Jaden Hill. Minnesota Twins at 36. Yeah, There's been a few players I've kind of seen with them, but it, it comes down to, do I want to go with Ethan Wilson or Chase Petty? Chase Petty I talked about with the Indians. Uh, I think you know they have similar beliefs as the Twins, so they could go there. I'm going to go, though, with Ethan Wilson. He had 17 home runs as a freshman. He had eight this year. That's kind of why he's sliding. Small school guy, left field only. Though he fits a lot of what the Twins have gone for. If you're high into like contact, bat to ball, walk ratio, all that stuff. The Twins have been very hitter first in the draft. So they have this opportunity to add Ethan Wilson, who everyone is connected to them. Sitting there at pick 36. In a draft where there is not as many college players, I think it just it makes a lot of sense. So I think I'm going to just keep Ethan Wilson there. Pirates fans, you're back. huh? Pick 37. The Pirates, again, you know, just to talk about what they've done this offseason, because that's all we really have is that they've gone for ceiling types, that they've gone, they have not been afraid of who's far away, who's going to take longer to develop. None of that has scared them off. They went with the uh, the shortstop early on, and the question becomes now at this point, like, is it a pitcher we look at? What do you consider? And you know, party wants to throw Jaden Hill here just because again the ceiling. I mean, the ceiling is so high on him. That's why he's going to keep coming up. He's also a massive risk just because of the health, and I mean, you haven't had a chance to really see him play. If you're looking for the the ceiling outfielder, it's maybe like a James Woods. Uh, you know, could they go and get another infielder? Maybe uh, it'd be kind of interesting to see them do that because again, you could never have too many of those types. The prep pitching class—it's kind of those top few arms, and then it's like eye of the beholder. Who's that guy? Is it Chase Burns? Do you? Is it Chase Petty? Where could they go? I'm gonna go Chase Petty. I feel like he is the kind of the guy left at this point. He's probably the number four guy on most boards. Again, big uh, fastball. You're willing to take a risk here. He's he stands out to me. He's the the player who has a few landing spots higher. Like I said, he could go as high as the Indians. A lot of people have him in their top thirty players. Getting him at thirty seven to the Pirates is a fantastic deal. Uh, let's go sleeper here, James Woods, who has not looked great. Uh, six foot seven outfielder though. You want to go for a high ceiling, interesting talent. Uh, uh, the Aaron Judge comps will be coming, but uh, James Woods would be the interesting player there. Texas Rangers. So linked to a lot of shortstops. Didn't get one. I'm going to throw my pen that I'm writing each of these picks down so I don't do them twice. Carson uh, Williams, right? I'm having a moment here. It's really late. Yeah, Carson Williams is a 17-year-old shortstop. Torrey Pines, a well-respected program. 
I heard some talk he could go in the teens. So just keep that in the back of your mind. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, there are teams that really like him. The Rangers missed out on kind of the top tier shortstops. Peyton Stovall could make some sense here as well. But I think Carson Williams would be the guy. I think, again, age relative to age relative to his uh, class, models like that. A lot of reasons to think that they would consider going for him right there with that selection. Uh, sleeper would be Stovall. Detroit Tigers. So I had them grab their SEC, SEC arm. I had them get their high school arm. Uh, would they come around and grab one of the, the young shortstops here? Possibly. And I'm going to give them Noah Miller. I know I've talked about uh, Stovall a lot. But you look at, you know, they're the team that drafted uh, the younger brother of Mike Siani, right? And I feel like they drafted someone else's younger brother as well. I think there's a valuation of both lines. They didn't get the infielder with uh, the pick. You know, Marcello Mayer was the guy they wanted. Marcello Mayer, I should say. But instead, they turn around and get Noah Miller, an interesting prospect, uh, who's performed well. Cold weather bat uh, for them with this pick. Sleeper, uh, Jaden Hill, just keeping that sleeper going. Red Sox at 40. This is where Jaden Hill goes. Uh, again, he fits the Tampa model, that like big explosive arm. A lot of things he does very well. Taking a big gamble if you're the Red Sox, but you're getting a potential. You know, If Jaden Hill does not blow out his arm and pitches the way everyone thought he could pitch, he's going in the top 10 selections. He's probably like somewhere in the like five to nine range. So you're, it's a gamble. It's a huge gamble, but you're gambling on what uh, could be with that. Orioles at 41. Uh, Peyton Stovall is still on the board. I think it's too good of a value not to take. They save some money with Davis. Gives them the ability to come back here. Take Stovall, a guy who's been widely viewed as like a going somewhere in the 20 to 30 range. Uh, valuable selection. He would have been my sleeper to the Red Sox uh, for the Orioles in terms of who would have been the sleeper pick for them when I'm just kind of looking through. Uh, like the top level talent available. Who are the names that stand out? Uh, maybe Wes Kath, the third baseman, would have been the guy. Uh, another player well liked, kind of a, a name to know in the process, in that kind of next grouping of prep players. So then we come to the Diamondbacks at 42. I got to think back to what I had them do. That's right, they went Jordan Lawler at six. Uh, they've been connected with. A lot of safer talent. I kind of went off board with them with the the pick that I projected. Uh, if you're going the other way and you're looking for kind of who's the safe talent, it's Tommy Mace, the Florida senior, right? 22 years of age, six foot six, uh, drafted back in 2017 by Cincinnati in the 12th round. I remember being told he was going to sign too, that they were going to go out of their way. Uh, he's just been consistent. He's a safe guy. It's not an exciting profile. He's a back-end arm. But at this point in time, after taking the risk, he's a safe selection for Arizona. And do I end there? Do I end at pick? Let's go one more. Let's not end at the pick. Let's go to Kansas City. Uh, I know I've got some Kansas City listeners from time to time. So I'm going to go with Wes Kath. Now, he's not necessarily a power bat. He's currently a short stop. Most think he's probably going to move to third. Good athlete, one of those, again, I don't want to say he's he's one of those sleepers who now everybody knows. 
was kind of viewed as like, oh, he's uh, more of a day two guy, but is now pretty firmly in that second round range. Really good left-handed hitter. Basically, you're betting on growth. Like he's he's one of those kids where you can easily see how they could add more. He's got some good percentile data over at Perfect Game too, so it's not like it's shabby. But he's totally a guy where you're betting on the future with him. That's West Cath, and we're gonna end it there. Pick forty three over three days. We did forty three selections. Not too bad. And since I gave a sleeper for each of those, except for that last one, uh, let's make the sleeper Tyler Whitaker from. Uh, Bishop Gorman, a, another potential power type of guy. And, uh, you know, they scout in Nevada because they drafted uh, Kyle Isabel from UNLV, right? These are the tenuous things I pull when it's almost four in the morning. That's right, almost four in the morning. I got to be up in three hours. But I got to get these in. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Indians podcast. Thank you for listening. Rate and review. Download whenever they come, typically daily. Only twice this week. Thank you for listening. And as always, go Tribe.